Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Thursday, October 26, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Dermot. And fortunately for you, the news was a little light today. So this will probably be a quicker than normal podcast so you can get on with your day and stop listening to me pontificate on all of these silly cyber things that we talk about every day. So because this is going to be a little shorter on the, on the shorter side, ideally, uh, I do want to thank everyone uh, who continues to download this and support the podcast. Uh, and subscribe and do all that kind of stuff. Um, as always, you can find me on a whole host of things, LinkedIn, Substack, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, trying to spread the cyber news and the cyber education so people can stay safe and don't have to contact the FBI or any other law enforcement entity because they became a victim of cyber crime. So again, I thank you for supporting my efforts. If there's things I can do better, if there's other things you'd like me to talk about, please let me know. I'm always listening and always ready to change and assist. So the one big news article for today was across all of the different news platforms I read, this one kept popping up. So um, this is, I'm going with the dark reading one because that's where I saw it first. Winter Viverin APT blast webmail zero day bug with a one click exploit. So this is the key with APTs, right? The advanced persistent threat, just another term for nation state actors, which you could argue that almost everyone's a nation state actor, but these usually it's those tied with a government entity, but a campaign targeting European governmental organizations and a think tank shows consistency from the low profile threat group, which has ties to Belarus and Russia. Shocker. Low profile, sorry, who's reporting this? Uh, Elizabeth Montabano. Low profile threat group Winter Viverin has been exploiting a zero day flaw in RoundCube webmail servers with a malicious email campaign targeting governmental organizations and a think tank in Europe that requires only that a user view a message. Ooh, that is not at all good. Earlier this month, researchers at ESET Research observed the group sending a specifically crafted email message that loads an arbitrary JavaScript code in the context of the RoundCube user's browser window to exploit a newly discovered cross-site scripting flaw tracked as CVE 2023-5631. The one-click exploit requires no manual interaction on the part of the user other than viewing the message in a web browser. The research reports from the blog post published yesterday. RoundCube is a freely available open source webmail solution that's especially popular with small to medium-sized organizations. The flaw affects versions before 1.4.15, 1.5.x before 1.5.5 and 1.6. Uh, which is before 1.6.4. So anyway, a bunch of versions of this, right? So RoundCube has released security updates for the new versions to address the flaw. The problem here, obviously, it's going to be small. We're talking small, medium-sized organizations likely not listening to this podcast or any other cybersecurity news podcast and unaware that this particular exploit exists. And that's why this particular APT group is having success with this attack. Now, we're talking European or government organizations. It's going to come here to... Um, it's going to come here to North America, ultimately, um, because I'm sure there's other companies that use just like I like move it kind of was a slow, slow moving burn, uh, which we still talk about today. So uh, this kind of just goes again to pointing out the fact that if you're not regularly patching your software, if you're not paying attention and understanding the threats out there, you can very easily be targeted. And this one, there's really nothing a user can do to stop it if they get a message and they open it, because if 
you get an email to your business work and there's no other security protocols in place. Like ideally, if you're a small, medium business, if you at least have your email configured to say this is from an external site, then hopefully people would not open the, um, the message. But people are going to open the message because like I like to say, someone always clicks a link. So my guess is this will not be the last we hear of Winter Vibrant and these kind of attacks. But know it's out there. If for whatever reason you are using RoundCube, patch the thing. That'll solve your problems. Um, this is from cybernews.com. Not really talking about this one a whole lot, but Damian Black reporting. I only know it because the headline, I don't know if it's clickbait or if it's just silliness, but spies using LinkedIn to target firms warns a CIA veteran. From that, I say, no kidding. Who, I mean, who, been, this has been the case with LinkedIn since LinkedIn started. All social media is targeted by spies to try to target people. I mean, this is, I wonder why why news articles like this come out. And so I, LinkedIn, let me read a little bit from this. LinkedIn continues to be the digital venue of choice for foreign power, such as China and Russia, who are using the platform to trick company employees into becoming corporate spies. A former CIA agent claims, well, guess what? A former FBI agent has been claiming this for years. That would be me. This is not a surprise. Why is this a news article? This has been, whatever, okay, the media, the news, it irritates me. All right, uh, hackernews.com. The rise of S3 ransomware, how to identify and combat it. In today's digital landscape, over 60% of corporate data now resides in the cloud, with Amazon S3 standing as the backbone of data storage for many major corporations. Despite S3 being a secure service from a reputable provider, its pivotal role in handling vast amounts of sensitive data provides a juicy target for threat actors. It remains susceptible to ransomware attacks, which are often initiated using linked leaked assets, leaked access keys that have accidentally been exposed by human error and have access to the organization's bucket. So obviously, this is just making a point that you are now starting to see more targeting of cloud services. So for you who said, hey, I'm going to move all my stuff into the cloud because that'll keep it safe. If you do not partake in common security practices, it doesn't matter where you store your data, you can still become a victim. So um, you know, and this is a good, good headline in this article, mitigating risk by understanding the attack scenarios, right? Who says stuff like that? Oh, wait, I do understand your, understand the threats. You can assess your risk. So managing the logs that go along with your S3, um, account ensures adequate vis visibility. It is then possible to keep an eye out for potential attack scenarios in order to mitigate risk effectively. The problem is small, medium companies go to these things and they figure I've, I've, I've exported my risk to the cloud. I'm now safe. They are not. And that is going to be obviously always going to be the problem. And that's why threat intelligence is so important is to understanding this is happening, right? So if you are a cloud user, if you're an Amazon S3 cloud user, hopefully you can find this article. It's at thehackernews.com and you can read some stuff on it. Um, you're going to see, we are going to start seeing, we might start to see ransomware hitting cloud services because they can do the best that they can do from a security perspective. But if, if a user of that service still does not put the right permissions in place, they're ultimately going to become victimized. So again, do not count on the cloud to be your ultimate solution. It is a solution, a good solution, but you still have to follow common security practices. Continuing on, as we talk about Okta's latest security breach, this is from Wired, and I like the headline. This is Lily Mae Newman, a fine headline choice. Um, Okta's latest security breach is haunted by the ghost of incidents past. So this, I like this one because it highlights the fact that once you become a cyber victim, chances are if you don't do the right thing, you'll become a cyber victim again. This is not Okta's first rodeo with cyber breaches. Sony, same problem. 
Um, and there's a host of companies that continue to be targeted, even though they should know better. A recent breach of authentication giant Okta has impacted nearly 200 of its clients, but repeated incidents in the company's delayed disclosure have security experts calling, um, calling foul. And this particular article is, is accompanied on a different site, SC Media or SA Magazine, with, we talked the other day about 1Password being now victimized because of this third-party breach, and now Beyond Trust and Cloudflare are having the same issue. So the hackers have got into Okta, and they're using that data breach to cause havoc across Okta's um, user base. So going back to the Wired article here, on Friday, October 20th, the identity management platform Okta said it suffered an intrusion um, in its customer support system. As an access and authentication service, a breach of Okta always comes with risk to other organizations. Mm -hmm. And the company confirmed that certain Okta customers were affected. If you remember when they first said it, no one was affected, right? Now it is. Okta has, tells Wired that it notified around 1% of its 18,400 customers that they were impacted. That's nice. I'm sure they're not the only ones. So, you know, if you're using Okta, you need to be aware of this and take steps to secure yourself from it. But, you know, now it does say 1Password Beyond Trust and Cloudflare all said they were able to detect and block the intrusions before any of their own customers were affected, but they all highlighted the fact that they had notified Okta about the situation before Okta warned them. In some cases, weeks before Okta's public disclosure. So the, the, the customers found the intrusion before the intruded entity. Interesting. Um, so this is always going to be the case, right? And then the problem is we probably, this would probably not be Okta's first or last time through a security problem. Um, I think this probably comes down to perhaps leadership and an understanding of who's targeting them, but uh, we will see more of Okta's issues as we go forward. And the last thing, this is more just information for you who are tech nerds and love technology like myself. This is from the register.com. The Raspberry Pi 5 is now available if you pre-ordered. So I say all this just to say, if you're thinking of Christmas gifts for yourself, for your family, for your favorite podcast host, the Raspberry 5 is available. Um, and if you are a geek like me, it's always something fun to play with. So if anybody wants to buy it for me and send it to me, let me know. I'll give you my address and you can ship it. And I'd be very thankful. Just kidding, obviously. But it, you know, if you do want to, hey, that'd be cool. So if you're a Raspberry Pi fan, number five is now out and available. And with that, I'm going to let you go for the day and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. That is the key cyber news that should be or could be important to you. If you have questions, thoughts, or comments, feel free to email me. You know where to find me. I say it all the time. And actually, the guy talking at the end here is going to tell you as well. Enjoy your Thursday, Op-Ed Friday tomorrow. Have a great day. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.